1: Even know what to say right now man hey i'm shocked that brother. was what the hell just happened like
2: yeah
1: they were up 20 everything yeah. was cruising and then somewhere around the middle of the fourth quarter everything just started falling apart and uh <sighs> and i mean yeah there was a blown call in the corner KD definitely got fouled they should have blown the whistle but the fact that they were in that position in the first place
2: yeah i wow. i i I actually think it started in the third quarter. Yeah. Like, we were supposed to put that game away in the third quarter. And it was just lackadaisical. The Spurs almost scored 40 in the third. And it opened up the floodgates for this. Like, them guys got hot. And we came out. We continued to look lackadaisical. Like, we were just playing basketball. And then then that last two minutes, man, it's hard to explain. I haven't seen that in a long time. That's just poor execution across the board. And, yeah, a tough night in the Valley, man, with the D-backs and the Suns. It's just a heck of a night.
1: Man, yeah, definitely a tough night in the Valley. That ain't, ain't going to lie. Listen, let's just go straight into the last two yeah. minutes of the game. Um, I mean, first of all, mm-hmm. you and I both noticed, you know, one of the biggest struggles for the Suns, uh, really the biggest struggle they've had this season was against the Lakers when they went zone. Yeah. And – the Spurs towards the end of the game start going zone, yep. and you can see like the Suns again were not prepared enough to handle it. Uh, mainly, like and this surprises me: two guys that should have been on balance on their shots because they got they got a shot that was wide open, but instead they didn't really take their time to set and shoot. They just kind of shot, kind of they just kind of chucked it up yeah. and. Um, and that's Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon, uh, both in the corner, both had opportunities to score and if they hit one of those buckets. It's over, it's over. but they weren't yeah. able to come through and it was very frustrating to watch this team again, not be able to figure out the zone. Um, KD again, they were trying to throw doubles at him yeah and he was getting the ball out and he was facilitating all game beautifully. Yeah, okay. We get to the last two
2: minutes, do start acting a little funny yeah and shit changes. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's that's you see it the same way I saw it, man. I mean, look, you know, when you're in a zone, these guys have to be able to shoot them out of that zone, and they didn't. I mean, they just didn't shoot them out of the zone. I agree with you, man. It was some clean looks that just didn't feel like they were in rhythm. Yeah. There were four shots. Um, and you got no one to kind of break anything down. So this is where you see the vulnerability yeah. of no book or no bill. Because they had no one to break anything down. And then like you said, KD in the last two minutes completely kinda of shifted what he was doing the whole game. It was almost like he you know, he kinda of lost trust in them in that last two minutes. A little bit. And then the one play that I thought was the one I want back was I mean, that twenty eight seconds on the clock kicks it out to you in the corner. That went in and out. It was a clean shot. I think, you know, nine out of ten times you'd have nailed that, man. But that one went in and out, and then we could talk about the last 20 seconds. I mean, what I mean.
1: was that, bro? Well, well then, I, I mean, just to back up a second, too, is, you know, now this, this would be the one time, and I'm not even going to say it's just a point guard, but this is the one time where I think this is why you would not want to end the game if everybody's healthy. With Eric Gordon specifically, because listen, the Spurs went mat. They went zone. They went a little three-two zone, yeah. uh, and it's a matchup zone. But you needed somebody that had the the speed to be able to break exactly. down and penetrate yeah. and make guys get out of position. Yeah. Eric Gordon can't do that he against a zone. He could do that against man to man because he could use his body to his advantage. Yeah. But in a zone, you have to you have to penetrate the gaps. Yeah. And he wasn't able to do that. And because he wasn't able to do that, everybody was able to keep their form and keep their zone and their responsibilities, yeah. and the ball's just you know, just whipping around the perimeter instead of going inside and out. And then the other thing is, is that, listen, we haven't really talked too much about Nurkic because, you know, he hasn't really been too much of a factor either way. But listen, if you're going to replace DA, one of the things DA did do very well around the basket was convert. Yeah. uh, And Nurkic has not been able to figure that part out to that degree yet. And so you don't have an inside presence everybody's perimeter and you're relying on Katie kind of bail everybody out. And it was just, that was a tough recipe. Then you get to the last 20 seconds and Victor Wimbayama gets a clean look for a a little two point shot. And then he gets the nice, easy little tip dunk (coughs) dunk. to to bring it to with him one. And man, it was just,
2: (laughs) what, what are we doing out here? I, I, I can't for the life of me understand why you don't call time out there. Yeah, like I, I, think that's this yep. is one that Frank is going to have to like explain because you call a timeout, you advance the ball, you give yourself a lot more court. You can throw the ball in the backcourt. This is an easy end. You get a foul, you hit your free throws. The game's probably over. But instead, a Kogi forces it to KD. Now, I mean, with respect to the situation, a there saw KD. That is the right play. Get it to KD. He got it to KD. I'm thinking KD was anticipating a quick foul. Yeah. And they played the ball. I mean, I know he got hit in the face, but he did a good job of actually playing the ball to an extent. So I I don't know that I'm, like, screaming foul there. I mean, he, he did a good enough job of playing the ball. He hit KD's face. But that shouldn't happen, man. That shouldn't happen. That was um, And, and we saw it all game, like sloppy passes all over the place. Well, and the concerning thing was the sloppy passes were from – primarily two
1: specific guys <laughs> your two biggest vets in yep. Eric Gordon and KD. and KD they're just so lax with the ball we were talking about KD being a little too just too weak with the ball yep. uh, just in general getting the ball like t- tapped away from him or or ripped from him and it's like bro what are you do- KD this this should not be
2: happening right, you know what i mean right it it looks like his ball handling all season and and going back to last year I mean, there was times in the playoffs where I'm like, damn, that's not how I kept – like, it, the, the ball handling just looks different. Um, and he's way too sloppy with the ball in those spots. I, I will say this. Um, I, I think the defense completely disappeared in the second half. Yeah. Like, what the defense we were playing and how we were playing intensity-wise in that first half, entirely different team than we saw in the second half. And it's a gut check. You got now. You got to check yourself because it's all cool. It's it's cool when you winning games, and if you win tonight, you're three and one, and it's like okay, book and Bill are out, but we're winning. But okay, now now we got something to talk about. Now we actually have something to talk about. Oh yeah, like for sure. we're two and two now. We lose a game, and now we got to play the same team on Thursday. And so yeah, you just now you gave that team hope on Thursday. It's a double whammy, man. I, I hate this loss.
1: You, you get you gave them hope on on. On Thursday, for sure.
2: But at the same
1: time, like, you're going to find out what this team is about. I'd be shocked if they didn't come back. Listen, they are the better team. Yeah. They got upset. It's not the first time a horrible team or a mid-team has come in and upset one of the better teams in the league. It's going to happen plenty of times this season. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not freaking out about that. I am freaking out about the fact that they just kind of blew a 20-point lead. I would say that. It wasn't nip and tuck the whole game. This is – Listen, you you gotta you gotta be prepared for that kind of stuff, and also like you, you just gotta be better defensively overall. Yeah. Like, and and they just didn't seem like they were interested in playing defense at a high level. Um, and the Spurs, I mean, you were talking about Johnson. He kept hitting some shots, and you can kind of see like he was hitting the shots. He was gassing his guys up. They started feeding into yeah. it. And then next thing you know, Vassell's hitting fadeaways. Yeah. And then Wemby's getting a, little, a couple buckets. And it just kind of fed into everybody else. So, so it's like, it, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Like, you have to stomp teams out when you have the opportunity in the NBA.
2: Yeah. I mean, we saw last night, uh, Orlando went in there and almost beat the Lakers in LA. I mean, that was a, a fantastic game. But that's another young group. And when you play around with it, you said it in pregame. There's no, I mean, these are NBA teams, right? These are NBA teams. They're going to come out, they're going to play. Um, and so when you go out there and you kind of disres- I don't want to, maybe that's a harsh word, but I kind of felt like the Suns disrespected the game a little bit in the second half. I just felt like they didn't, They were they were playing to see if San Antonio would give up. That's what it felt like. Like, yeah. okay, are you going to give up? And San Antonio kept fighting. And yeah. it was like, okay, damn, now we're now we're in the spot. I think it was the one oh three mark where Katie got the dunk. They're up five, right? Um I'm I'm thinking that's the game. One stop and wow, they, they blow that game. That's tough. And no box out on the Wemby play where he followed up. I mean, yeah. there's no one near him. So a lot of things to unpack there, but it's not the end of the world. Man, it's, it's a basketball game.
1: Well, I do believe we have uh, a soundbite from Frank Vogel, who was not happy about the fact that KD didn't get the whistle in the corner.
0: Yeah, he fou- they fouled him. What the refs didn't call it. They whack him on the arm, okay, before the ball gets ripped out of his hands. No call. But you know, in a situation like that, you know, we try to get the ball in a quick inbounds to our ninety percent free throw shooter. And um and we did, um but it didn't work out.
1: It didn't work out. They like listen, man. It's like these things happen. Yeah. And, and listen, if you don't blow a twenty point lead, you're not in that position it's in the in, in the in the first place. And that's a, definitely a learning lesson. Uh, let's let's go to the box real quick. What's inside the box? Um, so we could take a look at how this. What's in the <laughs> Uh 46% from three for the Suns. Fantastic percentage. Yeah. They were shooting 51% before the, the fourth quarter started. Um 19 turnovers to 12 right there for the Spurs, and that's 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 started to be the equalizer in the second half. 43 to 37 on the rebounds, fairly even. And the fast break points. This is, yeah, that's this is shocking. For 229 points scored in a game, only 14 <laughs> of them came via. The fast break, which is just wild to me. Yeah, that's a shock.
2: I that's that's a weird one. Um, like you said, we handled them on the glass. We shot the heck out of the ball from three, but they didn't shoot terrible. I mean, they almost shot forty percent from three. So, and and we, you know, we talked about it. I think it was towards the middle of the fourth quarter. You were seeing San Antonio get wide open shots off of rotations. I mean, these guys were. Devin Vassell hit one in the corner. There was nobody within ten feet of him, and so. You know, they gotta they gotta carve some things out. They gotta get back in the lab and figure some things out. Listen, this ain't the end of the world. This team is fine. They were the better team all night. And if there's one call at the end of the game, the Suns win this game to three and one. And we're probably not talking about anything else. But I mean, at the end of the day, man, it this one hurts. I still think he called a timeout there though. I I, I get Frank's point, you want to get the ball to your guy who shoots ninety percent. Mm-hmm. And uh clearly, I mean, there was some video that shows that there was contact. But man, just call the time out there, advance it, and and make a better play, and and we're going, we're walking the locker room with a dub. So I think that goes both ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, everybody's making a lot of great points in the chat. Thank you all so much. It is more than just the foul. It's the lack of boxing out. It's the bad passes. Um, There's just you can combine all these things uh, into the reason why the Suns lost. Uh, It certainly uh, isn't the failure of uh, the television network that they now broadcast their games on, which is the Arizona family sports (laughs) network. There you go. Uh, Arizona's family is the uh, best place to be able to watch all your son's games, except for tonight. Ironically enough, it was only a TNT game, but on Thursday, they'll be back on Arizona's family. You can check them out. And if you don't know where to find, all you have to do is uh, wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com and click son's games for listing information for your area. Great resources to help you find your Phoenix Suns games on Arizona family sports. Uh, Listen, they're all over the the state. Um, And while you're watching Suns games, obviously you should be having a nice, beautiful Four Peaks beverage um, for you to drink. Uh, They have uh, the Pumpkin Porter now out. It's a fantastic beverage. They got a lot of great events going on out there. And if you haven't, uh, I think you have one more day to be able to go check out their uh, Haunted Mansion or Haunted House type deal out there. Um so check that out four peaks uh it's a fantastic uh, sports are always better when you have Four Peaks in your hand um, A lot of stuff going out there like I said But visit fourpeaks.com Slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours And events, Steinholding, Oktoberfest And Haunted Butte Brewery Tours are right around the corner Check out Four Pre- uh, At Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub And keep up with the latest At Arizona's hometown brewery And remember you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks Please drink Responsibly Alright so um, let's let's talk about some things. There's a lot. We were kind of all over the place because we had yeah. a rundown and we were ready to go. Talk about a win. I had a great thumbnail ready to go and <laughs> I couldn't use it. So I'm going to save it for Thursday since we got to play the Spurs again. Hopefully we beat them this time. Um, but let's talk about some of the positives. I know that people want to dwell on the negative. I get it. But Grayson Allen. Yeah, I thought was a big uh, was a huge positive in this game. And that's why he's today's shining star. Yeah, no sounder for that one.
2: Okay. Nice game, shining
1: star. There we go, Grayson Allen, looking you dead in the eyes as he had a, a, a fantastic game. Uh, was shooting the ball from the perimeter. I said in the pregame, one of the things I was looking forward to was how Grayson Allen was going to carry over from one
2: game to the next yeah. game, um, and I thought he was fantastic tonight. Yeah, I mean, he 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 started the game first quarter. He had two points and then he went crazy in the fo- in the second. He mm-hmm. had 14 in the second with a, a team high 16 points at the half. Um and then you know listen overall good game, but in that second half he kind of kind of disappear a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, six- and so did Eric Gordon.
1: Yeah. I mean he had sixteen at the half and he only had three the rest
2: of the game. Three the rest of the game. So he kind of disappeared. Um and I think Eric was in the same situation. Eric looked really good in the first half and then kind of disappeared. Um I'm I'm trying to find like I'm trying to find that guy that did anything in the third and the fourth quarter that would have made a difference here and I, I just can't find like EG disappeared, Allen disappeared. KD had a surprisingly slow game. Like we he was sitting on what six, 16 or 14 going into the fourth? Four,
1: 14.
2: 14 going into the fourth. I I don't have I don't have the number in front of me, but I'm I'm interested to see how many shots KD took going into the fourth. You know what I mean? Because um that's another part of it. I mean, I think our offense got very stagnant. Like it got very predictable. Mm-hmm and I think Pop did a really good job of figuring that out and going right into that zone, and and he made us pay, man. He made us pay, but there, there are some positives. I, listen, I thought Nurk hitting those two threes in the fourth mm-hmm. was big. Um, I thought that was the game right there. When, when them yeah. two threes went in, I'm like, okay, we're cooking. And to your point, you were talking about how DeAndre impacts the game versus the zone of far as finishing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, we had talked about how DeAndre can't make that play. No yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know for sure. For, so,
1: for every tit, there was a tap. Yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there d- d- was positive. And you, another guy that I was interested in, like, Joe and Goodwin didn't get enough burn tonight. I didn't yeah. see enough of him tonight. And you said we needed a guard to kind of break down the paint a little bit or break down that rotation in the zone. And we didn't see any of that. So um, a lot to unpack. I got to rewatch the game. I think when we rewatch the game, we're probably going to have a, a better outlook on what really happened. But in real time, it just that second half, that the entire second half felt like something was wrong. I'm not surprised that it turned this way.
1: Yeah, Grayson, um, he only had two shots in the second half total. Really, the only two shots. He was one for two. Um, I thought he had plenty of opportunities to shoot more from the perimeter, and he didn't. He chose not to. He chose yeah. to try and drive and kick out and stuff. Um, again, like you know, these are things that they'll work out. I'm not worried so much about that. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where. You you have to learn about each other and what again everything was groovy the other day against the Utah Jazz yeah everything was was beautiful the first half against the Spurs yeah and then you got a little bit of resistance and some kind sometimes guys act a little funny when resistance is is, is more uh, in, impressive yeah. than you thought I, it was originally going to be you know what I mean so I get you I trying to find the right word yeah no
2: I mean you know. This is a pop of his team. Yeah. Like they're not gonna yeah. roll over. Like they're well coached. Um, those guys are dogs. You can't you gotta be a dog to play for pop. And so um I'm not surprised that these guys fall back. Um, but I'm shocked. I'm shocked that we didn't win this game by double digits,
1: bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: it's, it's that now now I see the chat man and I see a lot of people kinda of losing their minds. And I, I just wanna be clear you said it earlier this could, this is going to happen this is going to happen multiple times like you're not going you're not going to beat every bad team that you're supposed to beat during the season um it Hell, happened
1: when we won 19 games the two te- the two games that we we beat we beat the bucks and the warriors and right? the warriors yeah. <laughs> like okay yeah. you know i'm sure they were like what the f- why did right. we lose
2: to these bums you know right. what i mean like right. it happens right. it, it it happens um but uh, you know we talk pregame and I'll be the first one to admit it. I've been saying, you know, book and bill, let them rest. they cool. Like, you know, tonight was the first night that I'm sitting here saying, okay, um, now, now I see the deficiencies. Because up until tonight, I didn't I didn't really have a, an excuse. I didn't have something that I can point at and say, well, this is why you need book and bill back. Because these, this guy can't do this or this guy can't do that. Tonight we saw, and then you 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 tap that on top of the Laker game. You see, there's a clear issue with them versus the zone, mm-hmm. and now it's a copycat lead. <laughs> so, so what,
1: what do you think you're going to see a lot of on Thursday?
2: Right, they're going to come right in the zone. Oh yeah, and and other teams until we get one one or both of those guys back, they're going to do that. Um, but again, man, with two and two, not overreacting, I think we're good. Yeah, hopefully
1: we are. Uh, listen, the entire starting unit. Scored in double digits today. Yeah, and so yeah. did uh, who was it off the oh you know Utah, Utah, Um You listen. You know, it's I, I, you look on in the stats and you are like, they should have won this game yeah. easily, and mm-hmm. they were, yeah. and then everything just and everything just kind of fell apart. And you know, like I said, man, when it, when you have a team, you know, these guys always talk about it, and the broadcast was a little absurd about it for so for for so so much. Um, they were talking about, like, you can't let bad teams hang yeah. in there or mid teams hang in there because then they're going to start to field themselves. Well, that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah. And so, like, you got to put teams away. Yeah. I think that's the message right now. And even veterans need to get that wake-up call every now and then too. Yeah, And, you know, like the Suns, hopefully, we'll, we'll learn from that. They need to play better on defense. I think defense is really my biggest takeaway the is they got to yeah. play better. That's on the defense. problem. Yeah. You score, uh, you know, 120 points or 114 points. You should be you able to win beat both teams. Yeah. Right. You got to win um, a game. So, um and then outside of that, like I thought KD facilitating yeah. was I, I see what he was trying to do mm-hmm. and and it worked for 3 quarters. Yeah, He was just feeding the ball to the guys, finding the open pass. Everybody was uh, listen, the ball was flying around. Everybody was finding that open guy, they fake and pump and you know, and pass and I thought it was great. Everything was working until the 4th yeah. quarter.
2: Yeah. Until the 4th quarter things started what does apart. it remind you of, though? Mm-hmm. It just reminds you of the Laker game. Yeah. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you, yeah. What I'm also seeing is, and we were talking about this uh, watching the game live, is versus the Lakers, you got a 12-point lead, KD checks out, and it dissipates. Mm-hmm. We were debating if KD needed to even come back in. Going into the fourth, we were like, he yeah. may not come back in. That's how they down were, they were. They were up
1: eleven, and I was like, well, if, if they drop below ten, he might have to come back yeah. in. They got it down to seven, exactly. and then they brought him back in. And,
2: and and so we're seeing a clear issue with that group as well. Yeah. When KD goes to the bench, finding a consistent group that could put some points up. Um, and but but at the end of the day, I think you nailed it. You know, this was not about when you talk about Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. Um most people, I'm not going to point I'm not going to say everyone, but most people when they when they think Brad Beal Devin Booker, you're thinking offensive production. Mm-hmm. You're thinking okay, those guys give you an offensive boost. The Suns didn't need an offensive boost tonight. They scored 114 points. Mm-hmm. It was the defense. Yeah, um I mean, I I don't know the exact number, but I I think it was 37 points in the third for San Antonio mm-hmm. and then 32 in the fourth. Right? I mean, and the Suns only scored 19 in that fourth quarter. So yeah. um, that's that's about defense. You can't give up... I don't like giving up one 30-point quarter, but to give up multiple back-to-back, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh,
1: can we click on those super chats so I can see what they look like? Oh, we got a ton of super chats. All right. Uh, <laughs> Gordon Beaver said, this one's on money. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, Gordon. Uh, uh, Adrian Mabel Jr. sent a 499 super chat. Uh, we don't have a comment underneath there, so... Uh, if you want to find a comment somewhere in there, put your comment down. We'll, we'll, we'll annotate it and we'll say what it is. Um, Iverson said, "KD needs Curry to win championships. That's a false Come on, like people. That narrative. Come on, stop. Come on. Um, and then psycho blue. I just want one championship before I die. Just one <laughs> Brother. <laughs> oh
2: my God. I'm telling you. Why do man. we keep doing this? So? I'm telling
1: you, man. Like, listen, you, me, and everybody else, we just want one more on. um, to do it. And then uh, Adrian Mabel's ch- uh, super chat was: it's almost 1 a.m. here on the East Coast. We were up by 20 and listening to the Spurs. Love you guys. I'm going to bed. Appreciate you, Love Adrian. You. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, other su- super chats. Uh, did we lose him? Okay, there we go. Big Vernon Sun's gotta stop blowing the lead when Katie goes to the bench. It's yeah. starting to be annoying now, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they did a little bit better in the first half it than they did in the second half, but again, it just keeps rearing its ugly face. Show Anderson, uh 499 a super chat. Appreciate you. Says that foul in the last few seconds should have been called by the NBA. Rigged officials. KD would have shot two and he is an excellent free throw shooter. Facts. Facts. We can't argue with that. And then Frank, we folded the second half like a flip phone. Uh, Yeah, yeah, a bad flip phone. Because not only did we flip it closed, uh, it also busted and shredded into a million pieces. So uh, it's just unfortunate. But there was a pretty cool matchup tonight. And we saw it a couple of times. We saw KD match up against Wemby right off the bat. Um, Let's take a look at how those two fared against each other tonight. Wemby. Uh, listen, Wemby didn't do too much until we got to the fourth quarter, and then he started to make yeah. a place. He had an and one, uh, he had a, a putback dunk, he had a jumper. Um, he was clutch for them in yeah. the last two minutes. I was surprised. And I mean, listen, I'm impressed by a young kid like that, you know, 19 years old, trying to figure it out in the yeah. NBA. And it sucks that he had to do it against <laughs> us, but he had 18 and eight tonight. Uh, KD had 26, 2 and 7 on less than 20 shots. Again, KD showing that he's just as efficient a scorer as anybody in the history of this game. And I listen, this is a superstar matchup. Yeah. Whether you want to believe that Victor Mombiama has got that talent to be a superstar yet or not,
2: he's still a big name in the NBA. Right off the bat, he was yeah. from day one. It was fun to watch. I like what I saw early. It looked a little rough. Like early, mm-hmm. I'm watching, I'm like, man, this kid's gonna have a rough night. And then he, he, the maturity in his game showed. He, he kind of let the game come to him yeah. at the end. Didn't force it. and Had a good night. I think the highlight for the night was that stretch where, where KD had to dunk over him. And then on the very next play, he dunks yeah. on Eubanks yeah. with the left hand. That yeah. was cool as hell to see, especially when you know that Wemby has gone public and said, KD's my idol. He's a guy i pant my game after. And I, I felt like the beginning of the game, you can sense that he was playing KD. Yeah. He felt nervous. Yeah. It, it, you could just see it. He was just doing all kind yeah. of wonky stuff. And I thought that was cool because for a kid that age to experience that, I, re- I go back to when Book had the, the game against Cole mm-hmm. and tried to go to his shot. And Cole was like, hell no, bro. You're not going to go to my shot. And yeah, the first time, against so, me. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it was cool. It was cool to see. Good matchup. Uh, the kid was mature and he helped his team win. I tell you what, we're not the only ones that were like prepared for a dub. And, and had to kind of audible like TNT. Did you see what they said? Mm. T- TNT announced that they want to have KD post game before the game even ended. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they were like, "Hey, let's revert to Wemby. So uh, everybody thought the Suns had this game in the bag, and the Spurs punched them in the mouth. and Now they gotta go back, look in the mirror, and, and regroup and, and, and bust some butt on Thursday. Hopefully,
1: uh, not fun. Yeah, no, it sucks. Not fun. This just this sucks. Not fun. Uh, it's never fun <laughs> to watch your team lose. Uh, you will never lose if you come to one of our t- PHNX takeovers, by the way. Facts. Uh, you can come... Our first one is November 15th against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It'll be a fun time. Uh, Even if the Suns somehow figure out a way to choke like they did tonight, (laughs) it doesn't matter because we're all together, we're all having fun, and we're going to have a great time. Free food, free drink, or I should say food and drink is included in the price of your ticket. I should say that. It's not free food and free drink if you're paying for something already. So uh, come out, check us out. We're going to the Desmond, which has phenomenal food, pizza, uh, drinks, the whole nine. Come kick it with the whole Suns crew, except for Gerald, because he'll be at the arena. Uh, we've done this before; they've been wildly successful, and we brought them back again. And if you don't want to just go to a single game, you want all the all four games this season. We also have a season ticket pass that you can check out as well. And then even after all that, you don't want to go to any of those games, and you're trying to find tickets on the cheap for as cheap as possible. You could always go to the Game Time app because the Game Time app has everything you need in terms of the best pricing for tickets available check them out a uh, game time app uh, download the game time app create an account and use promo code phnx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code phnx for 20 dollars off on your first purchase downtime download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed i guarantee it <laughs> uh, but not only that we also have other events that go on, especially over at, with our friends at Gila River uh, Casino a, a Resorts and Casino. Uh, it's a fantastic venue. Uh, as I pull up this ad read, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, uh, we were there uh, for the Cardinals watch party. Every home game is right there. Come check us out. It's a we have a beautiful spot over there on the the Top Golf Suite section. Right yeah. in front of a big 200 inch TV, we have this, uh, the the Top Golf suite as well, so you can go hit a couple drives and release some stress. If you know your favorite quarterback somehow throws two touch, uh, two, two interceptions in the first <laughs> half or whatever, um, it was a fantastic time. Uh, we'll be at wild horse pass again next Sunday, not this upcoming Sunday, but the Sunday after that. Um, uh, so please come out, visit hela million dollar to get in on the action. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, right now is uh, the $1 million. Big Red Showdown at the Gila River Resorts and Casino, Wild Horse Pass, Lone Butte, Big Kiva, and Santa Mountain. All you have to do is sign up for v- Gila River Resorts and Casinos' one hundred million dollars showdown by staying in the game and getting rewards. It's that easy. Um, so check that out, and remember, you must be twenty one and over to uh, to participate. Um, and for more information, go to Gila River Resorts and Casinos, and they have and check out all that they have to offer. Head to go play. at gila.com it's just that simple so yeah. um all right so obviously while we wait for gerald to show up we all lost today we all lost yeah uh, in a lot of different ways uh it's the listen the bank account is hurting right now yeah uh i'm i'm oh and four on the season oh, right damn, now it's okay. not good and so is espo uh but Lindsay and flex also lost Everybody yeah. lost because we all had the Suns money line or more, and so that was a, a big shocker right there. Uh, that
2: might be the upset of the season so far. Yeah, you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I thought last night was close. That Orlando Lakers at home was tough, but this this does it. Um, you know what? I'm back. F- f- uh, we're gonna take a blast from the past. Okay. Okay. Uh, see if people in the chat remember this. Ninety two, ninety three. Um, this is the year the Suns went to the finals with Barkley. They won a 14-game win streak, and they played at the Alamo Dome against San Antonio. Okay. And they were in the same spot they were in tonight. If people could look this up, i just remember it. And it was TNT probably calling the game because I don't know where I could watch the game. And we're inbounding the ball, Sean Elliott gets a steal and goes mid-court, dunks it with like point two on the clock, and Spurs beat us the same way. Like, the same exact way. So, uh, that doesn't happen often. It doesn't yeah. happen often that you have the ball up one in that situation. Um, for them to do that tonight, that's that's a shock, man. It's, it just It's Definitely the episode, uh, uh, upset of the year. Here's another thing. People are going to be pissed tomorrow morning. They're going to be more pissed tomorrow. You know why? Why? Because the NBA is going to release their official oh, review. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we missed a foul. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're going to make it very clear that they missed that foul. And so, people are going to be pissed, but... uh. Prepare for it, guys, because that was a foul.
1: You know, I, this is the thing: is uh, Kevin Durant got bumped a couple times tonight with mm-hmm. no foul. Yeah, he even complained to the ref one time. KD's very mild, mild-mannered. Um, he had a cut over his eye; he was bleeding yeah. right there And his
2: nose because he got right. hit. Yeah, same. Yeah. And
1: so, like, and for a superstar like that to not get a call, yeah, that's kind of blasphemous.
2: No, it is. It is. I mean, he clearly, when he got the ball, he clearly was bracing for that yeah. typical foul yeah. and and we go into the line um it, it the conspiracy theorists are gonna be out yeah right because yes. it's gonna be like oh Wemby, like did they not make that call because they wanted Wemby to get this win or whatever that i know p i'm already seeing some people kind of mention it um i don't think it's that but i'm i'm in shock that katie doesn't get that call I, I mean how many people LeBron gets that call? Yes. Yeah. A million so, percent there you go. almost every single time. Every single time. So yeah, yeah Katie should have got that call. But tough one, man, tough one. But we good. Like everybody chill out, get off the ledge, you know, go go grab a beer or something. I know it's a tough night. It's,
1: well, it's game four of 82.
2: Right, right, right. Like, we'll be fine. It's, yeah, it's I'd be a little bit sure. more
1: upset about the D-backs losing yeah. than this one because that's, you know, they only they might only time. have one game left if they don't turn this around, you know right. what I mean? But, like, right. again, but but listen, you have to have faith. You yeah. have to have some confidence in your team. Yeah, it sucks when they're going through the motions and they're trying to figure out how this is supposed to go. And and when they blow a game like this that you thought was in the bag, like, that, it hurts. And you get pissed because you invested so much time into it. But, hey. Yeah. These things happen in the NBA. If you've never watched the NBA, I don't know if this is news, but you should watch more games because <laughs> yeah. this happens quite often. So yeah. it'll be ch- it'll it'll be cool. Um, we we do want to talk about some things that we talked about in the pregame. Obviously, everybody's talking about um, you know everybody's talking about Booker and Beal. You know them not being available that would have changed this game and blah 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 blah. blah. Mm-hmm. We all understood that we're not going to have all three guys for 82 games yeah Um, but we need to figure out when we're going to get at least one of them back if not all three at the same time because that would be nice and I think a lot of people have been uh, you know clamoring for that so let's start with book yeah what's your update on book
2: um, I, De- Devin's very close. And, you know, we talked pregame and Devin had an interview on TNT. Uh-huh. He said he's, he's close. You know, um, he's starting to get into phase two of the ankle injury rehabilitation, which is get on the court, do some things. Um, my understanding is that we could expect Devin to potentially be back around November 8th against Chicago or November 10th against the Lakers. So that would keep him out on Thursday then we'll play Philly Sunday Saturday. on Saturday and then Detroit. Yeah. And so three more games and then you're talking about Devin coming back. And then uh and then you know that helps the basketball team a lot. By the way, that November 15th game against the Timberwolves could be a very good game to go to cuz Devin probably be back by then and maybe Beal. Yeah, maybe Beal too. So think about that. Be- Beale is listen, Frank Vogel in
1: the pregame it, we we shared a couple clips where he talked about you know, there's not really a timeline, but there is a timeline in terms of the back injury. And I think what he was talking about was uh, there's a timeline in terms of rehabilitation of a certain strain yes. or or back problem. Right. And then once you reach that rehabilitation mark at 100 percent, then they go through the, the procedures and the, the course of action to get you back onto the current. So Correct. that means you're healthy in the rehab. But now we have to worry about getting you.
2: Game acclimated
1: game. To, the, to the game um, and I think both of those things have yet to happen um, but it, apparently it's day to day it's not anything that anybody can control or predict so um, Bradley Beal continues to just take some stand up jump shots and, <laughs> and, and we just hope for the best we hope we get to see him soon I mean I'm listen I'm all in on November 15th because I would love to see Ant against Ooh. Book, Beal and KD that'd be fantastic but
2: um, you know w- that remains to be seen. Uh, it's I just, think there's a good chance. I, I really do. To your point, the timeline that's with two the back, more weeks, two more weeks, right? And and to your point with the timeline. So th- let's say the timeline was two weeks, two and a half weeks for the back, um, to kind of settle down. Yeah. Right. What I can confidently say th- is that uh, based on what I'm hearing, that timeline is almost done. Like they they should be at the tail end of that timeline. Okay. Now getting game ready, that could take a you know I could take another week or so. So um, I I'm telling you I would not be shocked. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this here and, and again don't hold you know <laughs> I'm I'm just throwing something out there. I would not be shocked if you see Devin Booker and Bradley Beal on the court together and the big three making their debut potentially on that November 10th game home versus the Lakers. And I believe that's a playing tournament game, no?
1: Uh, ooh,
2: that may be. That's a good question. I'm I not think, sure. I, I think that is a playing tournament game on that Friday night, November 10th. I could be wrong, but I would not be shocked if that is the first time you see the big three together. And that's right around the corner, man. I mean, that's that's right around the corner. Yeah. We're talking ten days, oh. um, and so a lot to look forward to. I know tonight stinks, and uh, people are disappointed, but it's early in the year. Uh, we could be the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> who are like 0-4, f- 0-5 or something like that right now. They they're struggling. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. I'm I'm not tripping so <laughs> code. Stop, man. Code the timeline of Phoenix Sun's podcast. Oh man, come <laughs> on, man. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, listen. Uh and, and yes, Code, uh we all just want to win. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Like I get it, man. It's just it sucks when your team loses. Um, but listen, it's game four of eighty-two. No need to freak out. No need to hit the the panic button. No, we don't need to trade everybody for our point guard. Right. No, we don't need to trade away Kevin Durant. No, we don't need to trade all our assets or like just chill everyone. Chill, chill, chill. We've become a society where we just need instant gratification no matter what. And any small little thing that goes wrong, we can't handle it. We gotta stop with this. Yeah. It's gonna be all right. When Book and Beal come back, if they come back, you know, like yeah, we'll deal with it then. Right. uh but until then uh we will get to the hardened trade probably after uh after uh, our friend shows up but in the meantime make sure you go to shady rays check out shady rays especially at kairlyn commons if you use promo code phnx you'll get up to 50 percent off of any shades please go check them out they're the best shades in the game uh and you can use promo code phnx to save that 50 uh and remember just go Get some shades. Uh, these shades have been rated by over 250,000 people uh, across the country because they're so damn awesome. They've all given them five-star reviews. So go get yourself some Shady Rays. Um, and then after you get your Shady Rays on you're looking all good, look at your gas tank because it's probably empty. You need to go to Circle K. <laughs> go to Circle K and uh, become part of the inner circle. Save yourself a ton of money, especially on gas. You can save yourself up to $0.25 cents off on all uh, gas Uh, Especially your first time uh, signing up for that app. It's a fantastic uh, app. It saves you a lot of money. You get free drinks. You get free gas. What more could you want? You get discounts on food. The whole nine yards is America's thirst stop. Join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. Eric, you know what to do. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to Girth! Hello Girth.
0: Hi guys, how are you doing?
1: What up, G? Um Yeah. So what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Talk Yeah, that
0: me. was a real trick or treat game, huh? Oh man. Was, uh... No kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What so I uh, you know, what's the vibe right now? What's what's going on behind the scenes? Tell us what we don't know.
0: Yeah, so I think talking to Vogel, KD, Grayson, Eric Gordon, they all agreed like obviously this is a game the Suns should win 99 times out of 100. They were up by 20 in the third quarter. Um, It was very similar to the Jazz game the other night where they went up and unlike that game, they didn't put this team away. The Spurs got hot. Um, Their offense got stagnant because the Spurs kept hitting threes and this team keeps talking about how their defense and getting stops is what fuels their transition And kind of protects them from some of those half-court scenarios where they don't have two of their best playmakers out there. So I think that kind of caught up with them tonight. Uh, They kind of got caught trading threes with this team that got hot down the stretch. Um, But they're not, you know, it's game four of the season. Again, they're missing two of their guys. And these type of early season lessons, like Frank Vogel called it, are things that are going to help them in the long run. Um, you know, we, we did see a lot of positives. Frank Vogel was pretty bummed about this game just because he felt like through the first two and a half to three quarters, they played a really great game in terms of the way they were spacing around Kevin Durant, the way they were passing the ball and generating threes. And, and I agree, I felt like to that point in the game, this was the best we had seen them offensively in terms of playing without two important guys, finding guys, generating open threes for Grayson and Eric Gordon. Like, the spacing was really good. The defense was pretty good. Um, but it all just kind of fell apart there in that last quarter and a half. So, I don't think anyone's panicking. But, you know, Kevin Durant was, was clearly bothered by the loss. And I think a lot of the guys in the locker room, experienced vets, know that that's the type of game that you shouldn't really let slip away.
1: I, real real quick, just – I. You weren't here on Saturday, which was our easiest game of the season by far, by a million. So maybe your bad luck. Um, but also, <laughs> but also uh, the return of the zone uh, in that fourth quarter again, just like the Lakers game, seemed to really bother the Suns, and they couldn't. They got open shots this time, but they again could not hit those open shots as frequently as you need them to. Did they say anything? Did anybody ask a question about the zone and matching up against the zone? Because it seems like every single time it comes down to KD and KD alone, and that's not a recipe for success.
0: Yeah, I think we'll we'll definitely touch on the zone with Vogel and some of the guys tomorrow and get their thoughts on it. Tonight was, you know, obviously kind of uh, consumed by the last couple of possessions there. What the hell happened down the stretch? Um, I think a lot of guys were shell-shocked, including maybe the referees in terms of whether Durant got fouled there. But um, I I do think one thing that they pointed out that I mentioned earlier was like when you're not getting stops, this team, especially without Booker and Beal to help orchestrate things, they can't push the tempo. They can't, you know, create those favorable cross matches. Can't play against a scrambling defense instead of a set zone defense that kind of threw them for a loop a little bit there by throwing a different look. Down the stretch, I, I thought the Spurs did really well in that zone. Actually, for a, a group of young guys, obviously having Victor Wembanyama's length as as one of those guys that can roam around helps. Um, and and I think the you know predominantly bench unit struggled to start the sec or the fourth quarter as soon as Kevin Durant sat. Like we saw Jordan Goodwin trying to shoot over Victor Wembanyama, which you know helped fuel a run there. That's the type of play that you need to avoid. That type of mistake. Um, but I do think because they weren't getting stops, it just made everything a half court game for them on the other end. And when you are facing a zone that maybe you don't have the requisite reps with a group of new guys or any other elite playmakers or scorers other than Kevin Durant, you're going to kind of struggle. I know, you know, these are NBA guys. They should be able to break down a zone, but they had been shooting the ball really well all night. And yeah. so when you get hit with a different look, you know, you're bound to regress a little bit back to the mean. And I think we saw that a little bit.
2: Gerald, I, I, got a, I got a question about the defense Because in the first half The defense was terrific the, the Suns' defense was terrific San Antonio was scrambling They really couldn't find anything But in the second half It was atrocious Like They gave up 37 points in the third quarter Followed by 32 points in the fourth Um, I think the the shift in this game started actually in the third quarter by letting them almost have a 40-point quarter. Is there anything that Frank said as to what the difference was between the defensive principles in the first half compared to the second? Because I can't quite put my finger on it, but uh, it was two different teams out there defensively after that first half.
0: Yeah, Frank definitely mentioned that he felt like they let their foot up off the gas in that third quarter, and, and we all saw it too um you know you don't give up a nearly 40 point quarter to a team like this without taking your eye off the ball a little bit um and it felt like especially for stretches of that third quarter they were content with just trading buckets yeah. and that kind of caught up to them in the fourth quarter when those buckets stopped falling and they stopped generating as good looks against the zone we saw the offense kind of get a little stagnant a little kevin durant iso heavy like we saw in the lakers game as well so that's something to keep an eye on it is still a work in progress they have worked and drilled a lot with the spacing around Kevin Durant in terms of keeping a shooter like Grayson or Eric Gordon one pass away at all times. But defensively, yeah, it it did feel like they kind of got in the habit of like, it's okay, we're hitting on the other end. It's fine if they score a bucket here or there. That definitely caught up with them. And I I do think we got to give the Spurs credit because for a young team, they've shot the lights out in that second half. Yeah. Um, you know, Devin, Devin Vassell is a really good player and people yeah. are going to start to realize why he got the contract extension that he did when Banyama obviously had some freakish plays down the stretch like that. And one where he barely even had the ball in his hands. Yeah. Um, so I think these are things that, you know, the sun's kind of got popped in the jaw here in the second half and now facing this team again on Thursday, I'd be surprised if we didn't see a very different game in that one.
1: Oh, I'm certain we're going to see a different game. I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm going to assume that the Spurs are going to play a lot more zone in that game, just based off of how <laughs> the Suns responded to it in the first place in this game. Kind of like what the Lakers did. Uh, but at the same time, I would say that the Suns have kind of learned a little a little lesson. And sometimes, listen, even I'm 44 years old. Even I have to learn a lesson every now and then. All because you're old doesn't mean you know shit. And you like, old, you know, bro. dude. You older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so so. Um, So, yeah, I mean, listen, I think it's going to be a fun game. Another matchup. That's great. Um, And uh, to all the Nuggets fans that are in the chat, go somewhere else. (laughs) Nobody cares about your thoughts or your feelings and nobody cares about you in general at all until (laughs) we get to the playoffs. So go away. Uh, Anyway, uh, Gerald, anything else uh, that was said behind the scenes that we didn't know about?
0: Yeah, I think the one big thing was people were wondering why Frank Vogel didn't call the timeout. Obviously, we played the clip yes. there but he earlier in the show, but he did explain like getting the ball to Kevin Durant in that corner there is kind of their safe zone, I guess, in a situation like that. He said it's something that they've drilled. I think Kevin Durant was probably expecting a foul to be called a little bit, and I think Vogel might have been as well. Um, Kevin Durant owned up to it after the game. He said, I just got to be stronger with the ball. I got to hold on to that ball. Um, So he did admit that he needed to be stronger with the ball. And that's something we've been saying since, you know, game one, game two, that he has to be better with ball security, that type of thing. Um, You know, this is a a good way to hammer that point home. I feel like a loss like that, as brutal as it is, um, could be beneficial down the stretch. But for those wondering why they didn't call timeout there, I still think Vogel could have called one when he saw that he was in trouble a little bit. Um, but it's also on Durant to kind of just get rid of that ball in that situation. Like, just throw it down the court. There's two to three seconds left. Do something with it, or call right. the timeout. Or yourself. call the
2: timeout yourself. Yeah.
0: Right. So it's one of those things. It's a, it's a hard lesson learned, but it is an early season lesson, nevertheless.
2: Uh, before we
1: let you go, uh, Gerald, I do want to ask you, we were going to talk about Harden off, off, uh, when you, when you were came off, but we might as well get your opinion on, on, what you thought about the Harden trade and how it impacts the West.
0: Yeah, I'm very intrigued by this. It's going to be fascinating because it's either going to be a meltdown or it is going to make them dangerous. And I don't, I don't really know what to make of it because on the one hand, I do think for all the things that we could talk about, James Harden and the way he's handled his last couple of exits and everything. He's still a very good basketball player. From a basketball standpoint, he led the league in assists last year. He was a 21-11-6 guy. And he gives them a little bit more of a regular season higher ceiling in terms of, okay, if Paul George or Kawhi Leonard are missing games, we still have this guy that can orchestrate an offense for us. We have a third superstar who can handle the reins for us a little bit. And I think on the one hand, it gives them a safeguard against, you know, James Harden's obvious playoff shortcomings. Um, But on the other hand, it raises another question because if Paul George or Kawhi Leonard goes down, can you rely on James Harden? And if James Harden disappears, can you rely on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to even be on the court? So for me, I have no idea whether this raises their ceiling or their floor in any way, shape, or form because there's still so many questions. And as much as they added a potential safeguard, They also added a potential question with a guy like Harden. I I do think if you look at their salary cap situation, all the guys that are becoming free agents, you did need to make kind of a home run swing. And this is the ultimate home run swing. It could easily blow up in your face where they don't win and a lot of guys leave. uh, Or they could be closer to a title. And I think given what they gave up to get Harden, I think it did move them a little bit closer to being a legitimate threat.
1: Agree. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't disagree with that. It's uh listen. I think for everybody, even ourselves, you know, we sit there and we we might criticize what the Clippers did because you know, we're like, oh, you just had James Harden. These guys are all injured. <clears throat> Meanwhile, we have two of our own superstars that are sitting on the bench because they're <laughs> injured. So like, yeah, everybody's kind of like it, it. There's just you're just never going to know until you get to the playoffs. That's just really what it is at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what happens in the regular season. As long as you get to the playoffs and your guys are healthy, that's all you can ask for. And even then, sometimes you get dinged up in the middle of the playoffs. Sorry, Golden State, it's going to happen. Um, and so, you know, you just got to fight through it. So I agree with you. It's Everything is just kind of – unpredictable right now. The only team right now, and I'll say this right now because we do have Nuggets fans in our chat. The Nuggets are playing very well. They're playing like a defending champ and they're playing like a team that is, they have total chemistry. They have a lot of har- harmony going on right now. Like I'll give them that credit. That's not a problem. But again, this is an 82 game grind. What's going to happen if any of these teams, specifically the, the Lakers, Clippers and Suns figure it out get that chemistry together. And by the time they see you in the playoffs, what is that going to look like? And I think that's really the end goal. So yeah, oh, it's going to the NBA. It never stops, man. So Gerald, thank <laughs> you so much, bud.
0: Absolutely. Sorry, Thanks G. for having me guys.
2: All right. Flex, any last thoughts? No, nah, man. Tough night. Go have a beer, put some good to watch and see y'all Thursday. We good. I'm good. How you feeling? You good? Yeah. I mean,
1: listen, man, like, it sucks to lose, yeah, it does. but you know it sucks a lot more when it's game six and you get routed at home and you're out of the playoffs. Yeah, so that's not where we're at right now, and I'm okay. I'm not. Listen, that's not loser mentality. That's like, hey, we took one on the chin tonight because we weren't prepared in the fourth quarter. These are learning lessons. We learn, we grow, we develop, and we move forward. And hopefully, uh, at the end of the year, you know this all pays off. And that's yeah, what the, the, the I think they learned a lot is. tonight. I learn a lot. Tonight, I so. do too. So, uh, folks make sure you hit that thumbs up button on your way out. We'd really appreciate it. Also go over to Google, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, wherever, and leave a five-star review. We like all the good comments. We love all the, the, the harmony and, and all the love. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for taking some time with us in this show, uh, and venting and getting it all out of your system. We do appreciate, uh, even the Nuggies fans. Uh, that have come into our chat because uh, we have fans from all over the country. <laughs> this I will say this, comedy, it's man. so funny. We have Mavs fans who came to roast us because we lost to the Mavs two years ago. That stuck around because they like the show. I, <laughs> I, I, really? I appreciate okay. that. We got Nuggets fans that come over here. They want to give us the business, but they also like the show. I. It's all good. It's all love. You know. So yeah. Hey, we appreciate it. We all love ball. That's what matters. Uh, you can follow him on Flex. At, at Flex from Jersey on, on X, Twitter, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't even give a shit anymore. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Saul underscore Bookman. And you can follow Eric Ruby, uh, at Eric, what's the window one? Okay. With a K, Ruby. Uh, there you go. Uh, he's our producer from now on. Uh, and uh, follow the show at PHNX underscore Sons. Until next time, peace.